Welcome to A Raw Perspective, A Fresh Point of View. I am your host, Richard Anthony Wallace. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, good whenever you are listening to this podcast. Hope you are staying safe during these unprecedented times that we are still living in here in the United States of America. Talking about the coronavirus pandemic that is continually transpiring day in and day out as the American economy continues to open and yet cases keep going up of positive confirmations of folks having this virus. But it's business as usual, right? Everybody's just saying, you know what? If we die, we die. And then know that's how people are going out. People aren't wearing masks anymore. People aren't socially distancing anymore. People flat out don't care. And that is where we are in today's society. I feel like I'm the only one that like wears a mask now. I feel like I'm the only one that cares about the well-being of others. That's, that's, that's how I personally feel during this time. It's it's scary times. Um, also, unemployment benefits and benefits to help millions of Americans has run dry with relief efforts to American citizens as our Congress right now is playing with our lives, saying the American people's lives do not matter from a financial standpoint that they should be evicted, they shouldn't know where they're getting their food, and they frankly don't care. This is where we are in today's society. It's quite sad. I can empathize with numerous people that are struggling because it is not something that I wish on anybody struggling to make food come on to a family's table. No one should should be able to go hungry. And yet, in today's society, we see billionaires constantly increasing their net worth by buying properties of individuals that are struggling to pay for mortgages, leases. It's, it's quite sad. So here we are in the United States of America. This is our fate. And this is what I'm talking about. It's the fate of the United States of America. If you haven't done so already, you can go ahead and follow my podcast at www.facebook.com slash Perspective. And if you are willing to support this page, this channel, this podcast, feel free to donate to the funds. The link is in the description of each of the episodes that I post. I do appreciate those that have subscribed to me. Thank you very much. Today's topic is about the fate of the United States of America. Where do I begin? As my mother would say, the chickens have come home to roost. And this has been a long time coming for the United States of America. America has dug its own grave in regards to trying to do better for themselves. 
Instead, money, power, greed, and hate has fueled this country since its inception. We're talking about the founding of this country by early English settlers, pilgrims that had disputes over religious views of, of the monarchy over in Great Britain. So they came over to what we consider today as the United States of America and did a massive genocide to the indigenous people of this land. But history will tell you in education systems in the United States that, oh, everything was fine. Uh, the pilgrims came over and then the indigenous folks known as the Native Americans, they all got along and Squanto made it all work out. And yeah, that Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving's great. And then they'll tell you about Christopher Columbus sailed the ocean blue in 1492 and, and discovered America. This is, this is where we're at from, from the historical standpoint. You had individuals over in, in Europe come over saying, this is my shit. I'm taking it over. I don't care who's here. This is mine. Very possessive. It's not the type of like thing that I would be wanting. It's like, yeah, I'm just going to come over here and just conquer just and colonize this and make it my own. It just it just sounds evil as hell. This is yeah, let me just do that. Blah blah blah. So you're looking at the foundings of America and how it was established and I had this conversation and this debate with my mother how the founding fathers of the United States after the Revolutionary War where they were still getting taxed by uh, Great Britain because they didn't want to pay their taxes over to Great Britain. Great Britain's like, yo, you need to pay us. And America's like, no, I think we're good. Oh yeah, you're not going to give me my money? Let's run that. If you want to have a, a bridge version of what I'm talking about as far as the history of the United States, watch the first half of Hamilton <laughs> if you want to get an abridged version of what transpired during the inception of America. And if you want to learn about how America was created, watch the second half of, of Hamilton <laughs> if you want to do that. Shout out to Hamilton. Um, putting a, a hip-hop flair over a bunch of pompous, arrogant um, assholes <laughs> that founded this America that, that we live in. And, and you got to look at the way that they founded it. If you look at the Constitution and how it was written, it was written in a very grandioso way as they were holier than thou. They were considered gods and they were filling themselves. That's, that's how the Constitution reads when, when you're looking at things. Um, if, if you look at how it was written, <laughs> like the Declaration of Independence, think of that. All men are created equal when it should be the caveat that it was all white, able-bodied men are created equal. Because you, you have to think, this was written by, what, Thomas Jefferson? He had the original draft. Thomas Jefferson, if you look at his history, was an asshole. He was a, a slave owner who had enslaved people do his bidding in Virginia. He went over to France as an ambassador and was 
doing God knows what, you know, heathenistic debauchery things. But they will coin Thomas Jefferson as the third president of the United States of America. And he did so many great things. It's like he, he did everything perfect. And it was wonderful. No. Please read your history books. Well, don't read the history books. Look up things. And as time and time came along, especially within black America, individuals were struggling as far as being enslaved. And then black folks weren't free after the Civil War. No, 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 no. Um, we, we were not free as individuals in in the United States. Uh, when, when did the, the war end? Like 63 or something? Um, as far as like the Emancipation Proclamation, whatever, Abraham Lincoln did that. Was that 62? I think it was 62. Yeah, 1862, uh, where it said, oh yeah, you were free. I mean, Lincoln really didn't care about enslaved individuals either. It's like, well, you're free because this was more of a financial bidding. This was talking about the in, the industrial revolution as far as using machinery to do the bidding of, of labor as opposed to human beings. And this is where you get into taxing. This is where you get into uh, as far as census. This is where we get that three-fifth compromise where black folks were three-fifths of a person. But going back to when enslaved folks were free, that date didn't happen until the 19th of June in 1865, which was a couple years after. <laughs> it's like two and a half years after the Emancipation Proclamation was instilled by Abraham Lincoln. So that's why black folks across the United States will celebrate June 19th as opposed to July 4th as their Independence Day. Now, I was born on July 3rd, so I must have known that I wasn't trying to be born on July 4th, because I was better than that. That, that, was, just, that was just me. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, we, we have black folks free, finally. Um, I mean, most individuals would go back into um, working in, on these plantations as like indentured servants. Um, working or they decided to establish like their own businesses and and create their own towns uh, and white folks were were getting mad because black folks were starting to run for office we had black folks running for office we had black folks creating towns and cities they were doing everything perfect I mean and you can just tell by the American values of where America was rooted, America is rooted in hate and violence and destruction and, and conquering. That's how it was founded. And as time progressed, we, we've got these different hate groups that end up come through, um, most notably the Ku Klux Klan um, as, as a hate group that came through that literally destroyed lives of black folks in, in America. Um, these were unprecedented times for, for black folks. So when black folks are complaining 
like they say complaining or when we are stating like hey this shit is happening to us and people are like oh no it's not and then it gets televised it's like oh my gosh this is happening to black folks this is what we're talking about the um the america that we live in it's it's, it's not conducive and america has been deep rooted in racism for for a long time i'm not sure if, if folks realize that even the the american like the the purists the american purists the folks that were here they were they were born here um when the inception of ellis island uh when folks were were immigrating to america as far as like from germany and you know italy all all these different different places and how white folks were being racist towards other white folks and then they just couldn't figure out who was white and then they just got inherited into that culture that's why when you meet like white folks it's like oh i got german in my my blood or i got italian in my blood that means you are most likely from the immigration process from ellis island and yet that shit is still deep-rooted with with hate and racism they just <clears throat> took on the, the same hatred as as the american purists that, that i'll call them i look at things that were were created for black folks such as black wall street in tulsa oklahoma and how white folks got jealous of booming businesses within tulsa um booming i'm talking about making money money and there was the tulsa riots where white folks came into this community and literally killed hundreds of people and they don't talk about that it literally happened over a day um it's like yeah hundreds of people you know killed you know thousands other injured it's like there was a white American mob. There was somewhat the U.S. National Guard that took place. It, this is this is in history. So the chickens are coming home to roost, as as we look at it. If we are going down America's history, and then everybody goes from it goes. If you look at like the black history that they teach us in these these school systems in America, it goes from oh you were enslaved. Alright, and then there was segregation, and then the civil rights movement happened, and then racism ended. That's how they will they will picture it. No, they don't they don't talk about there's there's so many untold stories about what has transpired within America for, for black individuals and then, you know, including other intersectionalities as we've progressed through time, especially individuals that um, have, that are a part of the LGBTQ um, community. And when we're seeing violence towards, towards them because America, again, is filled with hate. That is how we have been rooted, is with hate. Never experience any other place in the United States of America. Never lived anywhere but the United States of America, particularly in the state of Illinois. But going to different different states, it's like going to a whole different country. There's different cultural 
norms that you have to be accustomed to, particularly in the South. These are things that where most racism is deep rooted. It is, it is, it's, it's mind blowing as as far as how many people are racist, homophobic, transphobic, xenophobic, all the phobics in the world. It's like you. Again, America was created with hate. And now we see it in today's society. We see it in today's society. We see an administration that, like, he's going to say he's not racist. He doesn't do anything racially charged. But having these rallies, having completely ignoring science. That's that's the one thing that's like, what, dude? You're ignoring science. It's 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 mind blowing. It's just, and it it doesn't help that the the literacy rate in America is low too. I mean, a lot of people don't know how to read. Um, we take that privilege for granted as far as reading. In 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 the United States of America, I mean. I mean, they're going to say that at least 86% of Americans can read. But, I mean, in reality, I mean, there there isn't enough resources to, to improve our educational system. Um, yeah, we have some of the best colleges and universities in, in the world, but they're only in a certain section of the country. They're usually in the other California or they're in the northeastern part of, of America like small towns like Massachusetts and Connecticut like that's where your Ivies are right off the coast but everything else all right yeah here they're halfway decent you got a good football team that's, that's that's what they care about in America I mean, as far as educating their people, they don't care about educating their people as far as the resources for them to be educated. And then the individuals that are in in public office continually redlining districts for them to still have the advantage in the votes. These are some of the things that you need to look at. It's like redlining. These are, these are real things that are happening in today's society. And then we got... Not only the presidential election, and I, I've been hearing from individuals like I'm not voting for anybody. I just want to tell people this and tell them this one at a time. You're not voting for one individual. Do I like Joe Biden? There are so many other people that are probably better than Joe Biden, but this is the person that we got. I can talk about two party systems sucking. It is what it is. Do I do I even want to even fathom another four years of our current administration? Fuck no. Do I like Joe Biden? Yeah. At least he knows how to you know put in legislation, but you're not just voting for the president. You are voting for an entire cabinet, an entire administration, where I would hope that Joe Biden, or even if Joe Biden doesn't know, you will have people in positions where they are legitimate in doing their jobs. They will have actually a secretary of education that is actually in education. They will have a person over HUD 
human or human urban development that is actually in urban development not people cronies people that are trying to get rich quick so they can write a book after this whole thing is over because this is what it's really about it's about money it's about finances it's about how much money can i get before i can potentially go to jail that is what it feel really feels like it is that's why you should vote and then they have these these rumors of Kanye being on the ballot to suppress votes. And then they're talking about suppressing the votes by slowing down mail. I don't know if you've noticed, but the mail has been coming later and later and later in my neighborhood. Because they're trying to slow down the votes so that the votes don't get counted. They are voter suppressing. They are cutting down the number of polling stations, especially in a pandemic. These are the things to deter you away from voting. And that is on the national level. But you also have to worry about things on the local level as well. You got these federal judges that are in these different circuit courts that you have the choice to vote for. If you haven't done so already, I would recommend going to Ballotpedia, B-A-L-L-O-T-P-E-D-I-A. Just Google that. And then you will know who your candidates are for your upcoming election. Be able to be informed about what are some of the policies and principles that they are going to be instilling or what they said that they're going to do before you make a decision on voting. As far as the United States of America is concerned, we, we're, we're not a superpower anymore. We have the facade of a superpower, but we're not a superpower. Yes, we have the most billionaires in the country and most millionaires. Yes, they live this flashy lifestyle. And then you also have the, uh, the latter where people are struggling to find meals on end. And one of those things is going to break. This is why you have all these different dystopia type movies like Divergent, like The Hunger Games, shit like that. Like, these things of dystopias, this is, we're literally starting the inception of a dystopia. You see it with, with the mass protests, how they're trying to flip the media. It's like, oh, these are angry people. Yeah, people are fed up. People are tired. People are tired of being pushed around. And you only can push around a person so many times. Or, I use this analogy, you keep poking a dog. And they can be the friendliest dog in the world. And you keep poking them and poking them and poking them. One one way or another, they're going to fight back. So, looking at that, people are tired. America, you reap what you sow. You sowed a bad harvest. It's reaping a bad harvest. And I don't see this getting any better anytime soon. This is not going to be a quick fix on one-stop shop. We are probably going to be decades from an economic recovery. I'm talking decades. This is like years. When I am a middle-aged, older man, this is when you will see America maybe come back to some sort of normalcy. We'll see. Who knows? I don't know. But with the fate of America, it's it's the chickens have come home to roost. And they're roosting.
With that being said, my name is Richard Anthony Wallace. This is a raw perspective. Peace.